In reality, it is nothing new, though it may feel new for you and for me. The Western world I grew up in was predominantly Christian. That's not to say that most people were faithful Christians, just that Western culture is or was rather Christianized. Christianized to the point that most people at least have some basic idea of what the Bible is about, even though they don't really know the Bible. But now we're living in an increasingly post-Christian culture. Less and less people have any real knowledge of the Bible or its teaching. And the knowledge that people do have is skewed. So we're in a challenging spot. Many people believe that the Bible teaches things that just aren't in the Bible. And then they also have misunderstandings about what the Bible does teach and what faithful Christians believe. And those misunderstandings are sometimes based upon ignorance, but they are just as often based upon bad representations of those teachings by sometimes well-meaning Christians. And those misunderstandings cause a lot of people to have significant misgivings about the Bible, about Christians, and the Christian faith. Some of this I understand. Unfortunately, Christians and churches are sometimes very bad brand ambassadors for Jesus and the Bible. Guilty as charged. We all fall short. But because of our failings and shortfallings, we're made to feel ashamed for our faith and for the message of Scripture. As I said, it's nothing new. Frankly, that's how things were 2,000 years ago when the message of the gospel first began to be preached in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and on into the Roman world. The message was a stumbling block to monotheistic Jews and foolishness to hedonistic, paganistic Romans. In such an environment, it's understandable that one might feel pressure to keep their faith private. That's kind of what we're being told to do in 2021. I think there was some pressure to do the same a couple thousand years ago as well. But we have a problem. The command that Jesus gave to his followers, to us, doesn't allow for us to keep our faith private. He said, go. Preach the gospel to every creature. Make disciples of every nation. This message of repentance should be proclaimed among all nations. So the culture says, keep it to yourself. But Christ says, make it widely known. And it is a message that is a stumbling block to some and foolishness to others. It has been that way since the very beginning, which is why sometimes we feel the pressure to be quiet. We feel ashamed. We have this fear that we're going to experience the painful loss of status by speaking up. If the message is a stumbling block, well, we don't want to be offensive about the worst thing you can do in the West in 2021 is offend someone. You can't make them feel bad. You should most certainly feel bad for making people feel bad. And we certainly don't want to feel foolish and dumb. Like when someone says, you can't seriously believe this. You don't actually believe that. You, you actually believe that sex before marriage is wrong, that there is a God that created everything, that there was a worldwide flood, that Jesus rose from the dead. You don't actually believe that, do you? And then we get tongue-tied. Your palms are sweaty as you feel that cold and hot flush sensation. 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul desired to go right to the center of the world of his day to the capital of the empire, to Rome. 
And he wanted to go to Rome to do just what Jesus commanded, to preach. And he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And preaching the message of the gospel of Christ meant saying things that were offensive and perceived to be foolish. I'm not ashamed to tell you that the soul that sins shall die. I'm not ashamed to tell you that any and all thoughts, words, or actions that are against God's nature, his created order, his ordained purpose and revealed word are things for which you will be judged. I'm not ashamed to tell you that lying is sin, that theft is sin, greed and covetousness are sin, sexual immorality is sin, idolatry is sin, drunkenness is sin, and all such sins will be judged. In identifying these things as sin or saying that they will be judged, I'm not saying that I am perfect and do not sin. Nothing could be further from the truth. What I am saying is that we're all in huge trouble because the soul that sins shall surely die. And I've sinned and you've sinned. We've all sinned and come short of God's perfect righteous standard. So since it is appointed for men to die once and then comes judgment, we're all in huge trouble. I'm not ashamed to tell you that you are in huge trouble, not only because you sin, but because you are by nature a sinner. You are in huge trouble because although you innately know and recognize the reality that there is a right and perfect moral law, which implies that there is a right and perfect moral law giver, and you have not honored and glorified him, God. You've not honored and glorified him by fulfilling his perfect law, and you and I have suppressed this truth in unrighteousness, in ungodliness. I'm not ashamed to tell you that this means we're in trouble. But I'm also not ashamed to tell you that Christ died for the ungodly, and the message of his death, burial, and resurrection are the very power of God that brings forgiveness and salvation to everyone that trusts in him. There's no shame in telling you that your perceived good works will not make you right because all of your perceived good works are as filthy rags before a perfectly holy God. There's no shame in telling you that because it's true, whether you believe it or not. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.